Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. My goal for the podcast is to help you live a better life in retirement by giving you the tools and information you need in a language that you can understand. This is episode number 95. We're getting closer and closer to my ultimate goal when I started the podcast. If I could just get to 104, the two-year mark, with all that momentum I have built over the last two years almost. I believe I mentioned on the last podcast, the listener response lately over the past couple of months has just grown exponentially. I feel like when we started the podcast in the summer of 2020, Gosh, we had probably three people listening the first episode, and then it kind of incrementally went to five and maybe nine people, and now we've got thousands of listeners. It's fantastic. And coincidentally, I was actually listening to an interview on YouTube. It was an interview on the Joe Rogan podcast where he was interviewing the artist Jewel, and she was talking about how she was homeless when she got her start, literally living in her car, didn't have anything to eat. She was in San Diego, California, and she was going to coffee shops. And at that point, the coffee shops, she actually had to pay to be able to perform in the coffee shops. And the deal was, well, the coffee shop not only got the entry fee for all the guests, but also the food and beverage. The coffee shops kept that as well. You just made money in your tip jars. So she was doing that and not making any money because of the tips were hardly anything. And she was just really upset and emotional about that because she was literally starving. And she ended up meeting this lady who owned a coffee shop that was kind of outside of San Diego. The lady's name was Nancy, who owned the coffee shop. And she approached her and said, you know, you're going to be going out of business here in a couple months. What if you gave me two months and I tried to fill your coffee shop with my little singing events, my little gigs, and I'll work my tail off to get people to attend, and I get the cover charge, and then you get all the food and beverage. And Nancy said, well, if you can try it, it's a deal. I'll give you two months. So Jewel talked about how she was singing on the street corner. She was passing out flyers about her singing on Thursday nights, every Thursday night at this coffee shop. She remembered the first Thursday night, she literally had two guys that were there in attendance that just kind of felt bad for her, thought she was pretty, and they attended. The next Thursday, she had about four people. The next Thursday was a little bit higher. She got seven or eight people, and it just grew and grew and grew, and it was a very small coffee shop, but within months, she never gave up. She was filling the entire coffee shop with 70 people. And there were people waiting outside in the rain to get in, and they actually put little speakers on the outside so people could actually listen to her sing outside on the sidewalk. And then in her interview with Joe Rogan, Jewel talked about how finally one of the biggest music radio stations in San Diego had an executive that showed up at one of her Thursday night singing gigs at that very small coffee shop with 70 people. And she was singing a very emotional, very sad song because she went through a lot of depression at that time in her life, being homeless. And it literally, the song moved this guy to tears. And he called her the next day and said, hey, you have such a beautiful voice and you're so talented. Come on down to the radio station. So she said, great, went on down to the radio station. And before long, she had a song in the top 20. And kind of the rest was history. She had all the major albums trying to sign her because she wouldn't give up in that little coffee shop in San Diego. So she went from literally being homeless, sleeping in her car, to having a million dollar record deal that was on her lap 
just by singing in coffee shops and never giving up. I really, really love that story. And it just reminded me about the success we've had with this podcast. Started off with just a few listeners here and there. And now we've grown. We've got thousands of listeners every month. And it's really, really humbling. And I never thought in a million years when I started the podcast that we'd have so many listeners, thousands of listeners from across the country. When I started, I was thinking, oh, most we'll get is maybe a hundred or a couple hundred here or there. So I wanted to take a moment and thank all the listeners that have tuned in, that have sent me questions, that have emailed me, that some of you even called me with questions and set up phone meetings with me. So to all those people out there, I want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for allowing me to play a small role in your success. And lastly, before we get into today's topic, I wanted to thank the handful of folks who have decided to hire me as their retirement planner. Believe me, I appreciate the confidence and trust you have put in me, and I'm really looking forward to our partnership together. So thank you to those families. Now, I mentioned our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I get a lot of questions. People want to know when they can afford to retire. And I've gotten some questions that are kind of sad. People really think they can never retire because they don't think that they have enough saved because they think that they started saving for retirement too late in life. I've had people tell me that they'll never be able to retire because they got a divorce later on in life and the assets were split down the middle. They gave half of their retirement assets to their ex-spouse, and they kind of feel like they're starting over at that point. So I wanted to talk specifically to those people that think, oh, I'll never be able to retire. I'll be working till the day I die. If you're one of those people, believe me, I empathize with you. But hear me out. It's like anything in life. I started this episode talking about the story, the interview with Jewel, and how she started with just two people coming to her singing gig in San Diego. And I started this podcast with literally just family members listening, a couple of clients that I'm close with also listening to this podcast. And it went from just a handful of people to maybe a dozen people to finally got up to about a hundred people every episode. And now we're in the thousands. It's taken two years, almost two years for this to multiply like that. So it doesn't happen overnight. It's been a lot of work but it just so happens that I enjoy this kind of work and enjoy doing the podcast. Just like Jewel, she just loved to sing and she knew she was good at it. So if retirement is a goal that you have, maybe there's a specific age. If you're behind, you might say, okay, I want to retire at 70. Think of all the positives that come along with that. Number one, your social security will be maximized at age 70. And if you have been a listener of this podcast for any length of time, You'll know that I'm big on goal setting, and I'm a huge fan of Brian Tracy. He has written, I think, almost 100 books now, everything from motivation to time management to goal setting, and specifically when it comes to goal setting, when you write your goals down, you increase your odds of completing those goals by 10 times just by putting pen to paper and writing those goals down. So for this exercise, what I'm going to do is to say my goal at the top of a paper is to retire at age 70. I've written my goal down. It's going to happen. There's Just by doing so, I've increased my odds of success by 10 times. Now, underneath that, 1 through 10, put 1, 2, 3, 4, all the way down to 10, and think of all the things you can do 
all the steps you can take to make that dream, that goal come true. And I'm going to give you some help right here. I have helped dozens and dozens of people retire. I've seen what works. I've seen what doesn't work. And I have read a lot of books on retirement. Don't get me wrong. But I could read 100 books on retirement, but I could also read 100 books on golf. But I could go out if I had never played golf before. If reading all those books on golf, I went out and tried to play golf for the first time, I'm going to be a terrible golfer. Just doesn't work like that. You really have to learn by doing. And so here are some ideas that have worked for other people to allow them to retire when they thought there was absolutely no hope. So getting back, our goal is to retire at age 70. Now, one of the things you might write down is, I will delay my social security benefit until age 70. That might be one of the things you write down. That would maximize your social security at that point. However, I have run retirement plans and completed retirement plans for people where it makes most sense to collect your social security at full retirement age while you're still working. And again, in doing so, full retirement age, collect your social security. There's no penalties. You can make as much as you want. And what the people do is they invest their social security dollars in things like growth mutual funds. Maybe it's in a 401k or Roth IRA, something like that. But sometimes it makes more sense to claim your social security at your full retirement age and then start saving and investing that money. And other times it makes sense to wait to claim your social security until age 70. So that might be number one. Number two is I'm going to claim my social security either at age 70 or age 67. Your financial planner will help you with that. Another thing people try to do is they want to get their house paid off by the time they retire. Or another option is people will downsize prior to retirement. That would help them save more money in the years leading up to retirement because maybe they don't have a mortgage anymore with the smaller home. I actually had one guy that comes to mind. He was a divorce guy. Kids were raised. He lived in a 4,000 square foot house. It was a four bedroom. He said, Greg, I never go upstairs. I rarely go down to the basement. But he had a hard time selling that home because that's the home that he raised his kids in. And whenever they came to visit, it was nice having four bedrooms. Well, guess what? For 99% of the year, he didn't even utilize the house. So a good strategy for him was, hey, downsize before you retire. The next thing that I want to mention on your list, hey, I want to retire at age 70. Well, what about semi-retirement? I have so many clients that work part-time in retirement because it keeps them busy. The obvious other benefit of working part-time is the extra income. And why that's so powerful is if you're semi-retired, maybe you're 70 and you want to work part-time, maybe it's just 20 hours a week, 15 hours a week. The money that you make, the income that you generate by working is less money that you have to tap in to your retirement accounts, your 401ks, Roth IRAs, and IRAs. Remember, retirement doesn't have to be an all-or-nothing type of thing. You can semi-retire, and a lot of people have been really, really surprised when I've asked them, hey, go to your boss and say, hey, I still want to work 15, 20 hours a week. Would it be possible for me to stay on in some part-time capacity? And the majority of them have come back to me and said, hey, my boss said it's terrific. They're happy to keep me. Now, you may not have the benefits. You may just be paid hourly. In other words, you may not have a 401k match and health insurance and all that kind of stuff. 
So you may have to negotiate that out with your employer, but I can't tell you how many people have stayed on with their current employer and just worked in a part-time capacity. So write that down on your list. What part-time roles might interest you? There is so much opportunity that's out there. You just have to look for it. There used to be ads that would run on TV when I was growing up, and it would say something like, oh, you can work from home and you can make up to $100 a day. Well, guess what? We're living in those times. So many people can work from home in a part-time capacity, and they never have to leave the comfort of their own home. I have another client that he retired, and he is busier now than he was when he was working. And this particular client, he just really loves fixing like small engines and he's extremely handy and that's his thing. He'll be out there tinkering with all these little engines and lawnmowers and chainsaws and that kind of stuff. And people know him in his neighborhood and small town. Just, hey, drop it off with Larry and he'll get it running. He'll get it fixed. And he's got all kinds of stuff, but people are just handing him cash left and right. And he's changing oil and lawnmowers and sharpening blades and doing all this kind of stuff. And it's keeping him busy. His wife loves it. And he was only planning on making $200 a month just in this little hobby of fixing little engines and carburetors and that kind of stuff. And it's turned into something. And he's making a couple thousand dollars a month doing something that he just loves. I talked to him recently. He's actually turning away business just because he doesn't have enough room in his garage for all the different lawnmowers and stuff. Now, I don't know what you're good at. I don't know what you're passionate about, but some part-time venture is out there waiting for you. So if you're thinking, oh, I'll never be able to retire, think again. There's all kinds of ways to make it work. Let's get back to your goal of being able to retire by the time you turn age 70. We've got all these different things that can help you achieve that goal. Another thing might be saving more for retirement between now and then. Well, how can you save more? It's pretty simple. You either make more income, right? You either get a raise, work overtime, get a second job, or you cut your expenses. And I always recommend doing a budget. Dave Ramsey offers every dollar app that helps you track your spending. Also, there's mint.com on my website in the resources tab. There is a budgeting tool that's absolutely free that will help you calculate where your money is going every month. And just one thing that I have seen so many people cut their monthly expenses on is life insurance. Now, I'm not telling everybody to run out and cancel all your life insurance. But what I am saying is it's probably a good time to review that. There's a lot of people, for example, that have these whole life policies. If you know me, I'm a Dave Ramsey SmartVestor Pro, not wild about whole life insurance, right? It's 20 times as expensive as term life insurance. And think about somebody in their 60s, let's say. Their kids are raised. Let's say their home is paid off. Do they really, really need life insurance at that season of their lives? Think about that. Talk to your financial planner about that. I see a lot of people that are just throwing their money away, paying for these life insurance premiums when they really don't need the coverage anymore to begin with. And I would much rather see you, instead of paying an insurance company for a policy that you no longer need, it's no longer appropriate, I'd rather see you putting that in your 401k or your Roth IRA. Invest that money for your future. And that's just one example of a monthly or quarterly expense that you might have that you can trim out of your budget because you don't need it anymore. And maybe you can kind of go through your budget and see where your money's going. And maybe you can spot some subscriptions that you're paying for that you no longer utilize. 
Maybe it's a club that you belong to that you've never been to in three years. The next thing on your list is you want to review your retirement accounts. And by this, I mean your 401ks, your IRAs, Roth IRAs, and make sure that those are working for you, that are helping you get closer to your goal of retiring at age 70 like you plan on it. I'll give you a perfect example of somebody that I talked to just a couple weeks ago where they made a decision five years ago that has been working against them for the last five years. And what they had done was they had taken an IRA, a big IRA that they had, and they went to a bank and talked to a financial advisor at the bank. And five years ago, they had purchased a CD, a certificate of deposit at the bank, invested their IRA in this. This is part of their life savings. And the interest rate that that CD paid every year for the next five years was less than 1%. Well, if you're already behind funding your retirement accounts, the money that you're going to live on for the next 30 years in retirement, guess what? If you're behind a 1% return or less than 1% return per year until you retire, that's not going to cut it. Because what's happening is the cost of living right now, inflation is north of 8%, but on average, it averages about historically 3% per year. And if your retirement accounts are only chugging along by, let's call it 3.75, three quarters of 1%, you're falling behind. Imagine you were driving from New York to San Diego, right? And you're running behind. You ran into road construction along the way. You left late. You're behind. Well, guess what? You can't drive the speed limit 60 miles an hour in order to get there on time. You're going to have to drive 65 or 70 to kind of pick up some pace to get there. You might have to drive a little bit faster than you had originally planned on because you're already behind. Same thing goes with your investments. You can't drive in the slow lane and expect a 1% return of a CD to get you where you need to be. So again, that next bullet point on your list of things that you can do to help you achieve that goal of retiring by age 70 is to review how your retirement accounts are invested. And hopefully your money's not invested in a CD earning 1% because your money's working against you because it's not even keeping up with the cost of living. And the last idea I have for you for your list of things to do to help you achieve your goal of retiring at age 70 is to sit down with a retirement planner to see a couple things. Number one, how realistic is this goal of age 70 and get a second set of eyes on your situation. How much do they recommend that you save between now and age 70? What rate of return do you need from your investments to make this happen? What debt do you pay off if you have any debt, what debt do you pay off between now and 70? What holes do they see in your retirement plan with a goal of retiring at age 70? And how much income, part-time income, do you need to supplement both your social security, maybe pension income, and what you can draw out of your retirement nest egg? These are all questions that a retirement planner is going to be able to map out for you and make your checklist as realistic as possible. And really what you're doing here is you're stacking the odds of being able to retire at age 70 in your favor. But whatever you do, write down that goal. I want to retire at age whatever it happens to be. And start writing down the things that you can do between now and then to help you achieve that goal. 
Just like Brian Tracy said, I hope this episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast has been helpful. Check out my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, financial advisor, or tax advisor prior to investing. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC. 